Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, you're not going to hear the music because I'm using this new thing called Crisp. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. welcome everybody to the Daily Hi-Fi Podcast. <laughs> My name is Jana. As always, with me is Joe and Michael. And we have a second Michael on today. Michael Vamos. How is everyone doing today? What's I'm going on, Jana? Doing well. doing good, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you're so few things that are different here. Um, Chana, what's up? What is your setup there? What's so going I'm, on? Over I'm here? in my car because my car's uh, Wi-Fi is much better than the house right now. <laughs> um, I'm getting 22 megabits upload here in the car and getting one and a half uh, in the house. So there you go. Mm. Um, it took a crap somewhere around Friday morning, and they aren't going to be here to fix it till next Friday. So um, I couldn't do my DJ car. That's why I'm in the car. Yeah. Yeah. So we're using the car. Like, hey, I pay for it. So, you know. At least at least you have a luxury car where it sounds like pretty nice in there. It actually sounds pretty oh, good. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you know, that's how these, the, you know, these German German cars, they're, they're great on, uh, you know, sound isolation and all that kind of stuff. So I like it's crazy out here, man. You know, I, I do. I'm, I'm, you know, harnessing my inner audioholic here and, uh, <laughs> Using the road not, shotgun mic, oh, so but yeah, it's not like there's a bunch of stuff happening here. I, you know, if I put the window down, it's a bunch of like you know, you know, I hear some wind going through the trees, and you know, some kids playing oh. off in the distance. So, hey, you got some nice chill. scenery. But you, anyway. could use, you could use a little good scenery nowadays, right? A little yeah. change up. Optimist is saying I should anybody. take a drive. Hey, <laughs> exactly. Drive up to. To drive up to the lakes, you guys see what Mimith is about. <laughs> well, we need a bad idea. Wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> That's different. What's up? Yeah. Huh? What's up? What drive-by show? That would be a good thing. There you go. Yeah. We have Michael Vamos on. He, you. So Michael, what's going on? You have a nice little setup there, and and you do have a nice head of hair, by the way, as well. Oh well, you know you can't freaking get a haircut anymore, so. <laughs> It's getting really long and uh, <laughs> constantly falling in your hair whenever your eyes, whenever you're doing anything. So, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a little frustrating, but, you know, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, what, youth man, I'm going to I'm going to talk to you as, as youth man. So we don't get That'll the work. Michaels mixed up. Last That'll time work. we had two Joes on. So you're youth man today. You got What's it. What's going man. on, man? It's a good deal. Good deal. See, I just cut my hair with uh, the buzzers, man. So. I don't have any style like Michael does, man. He's got that cool head of hair. I just got like, no, I, <laughs> he's got it flowing. It's like, if I didn't put it back, it would be like, yeah, a wall of hair. So that wouldn't really work. Actually, I I, I met up with Michael. Uh, what was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, because I wanted to get him make sure yeah, his but- audio setup was right. So we got, I had a a mic here. I said, hey, you know what? Let's set up this mic. So that's why he's sounding good. But he came in and looking all cool with glasses and everything. I, I wasn't expecting that. You know, in Hi-Fi, you're gonna expecting, you know, I have a different uh, image in my mind who I'm going to meet. What does that but, mean, uh, Joe? What does that mean? Huh? A different, a different image mean? in your mind? What does that mean? Yeah, I just thought it was going to be, you know, maybe some, you know. If you no, walk around right. the audio shows, they look a little different, I guess. I People think music, little- music is very, very cool. And I think that everybody that listens to music are by definition cool if you love music. Now, some people may look a little more nerdy than others, but I actually think that uh, 
almost everybody is uh, pretty cool when they're a music lover. Now, Michael, yeah. you, say, you say cool. I'm I'm seeing some cool speakers behind you. What do you got What's rocking up? back there, man? Oh, yeah. You can actually see two different ones, and it's funny because one is slightly larger. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit like this. Are those the or something back there? Uh, those are uh, Larson's. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll cool, talk man. about that. We'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, sh should we say what's up be before we get into all that? Should we say what's up to the people in the chat? Michael, you're usually a youth man. You're in charge oh, of that usually. And let's see who we got. We got Tristan busting jokes. He says he need. He feels like he needs some caviars, a smoking jacket, you know, for this one. So that's good. Good to see him. Miguel, Optimus oh, Vader, God. Brown Notes in the house. Lots of folks. Croson. A lot of these guys we saw at the Hi-Fi Summit. Who else we got here? Derek Lebron, Lebon, good to have you, man. He notices the real to real back there. Yeah, very cool. Boom. Do, you, do you play a lot of stuff on that real to real? Yeah, actually, I do. Um, I have we have twenty five tapes, but a lot of it is. Um, stuff that's hard to come by and uh it's if you you know if you want to show basically our showroom is just for um dealers and for reviewers mm -hmm. seldom that we have end users here but if you want to show what a system can do and you have a master tape on reel to reel then it's uh quite amazing dynamics nice yeah, you can't really beat it, right? I heard some over there at the show. So you were, were you at the you know what was it, last year's the show? We were actually there too. Yeah, in LA. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, we were there. We had two rooms with uh, one of our dealers here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I was. I think I might have seen it. Yeah, yeah, one of them was with the with the Larson speakers, the pair mm -hmm. audio blue uh, turntables and amps. Yeah. The other was just with the parody blue turntable. Yeah. So, what what was the cost of that system over there? The one with the Larsons. Uh, both both systems. Well, the one the other one was pretty high end. Um, the one that had the 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 larger parody blue turntable because I believe they had was it Nagra amps and I can't remember what the speakers were. So that was, I think, a uh, hundred plus K system. I'm not quite sure. Because um, mm. some of those brands we don't distribute, that was our dealers, other brands. And the one in our room was, was, was for how good it was, uh, actually very, um, a very good price. I think it was, speakers are seven, 12, 19, maybe under 25,000, 22,000, something like that. Amps, turntable, um, uh, phono stage, and speakers. Yeah. Yeah. So Larry saying, hi, and by Oz had a great reel-to-reel -reel room at the show. I'm So Larry, uh, I met Larry over there at the show. So that was cool. It's kind of crazy you see some of these people online and offline. Um, but yeah, actually, I had a room over there too with Chana. Chana had us uh, another room. We were just messing around. 
just to see what it was like. And my system was $129 for the speakers, for the pair of speakers. Right. And I think the amp was like 99 bucks. I was just trying to, it was almost like, I was almost being funny. And uh, <laughs> I took a lot of time to set it up. Right. And people were just like, how much did you say? I would just like this joke, like how much you think this is? So it's kind of, there's different, different uh, levels, right. To, to hi-fi there's entry level. And so I just wanted to show that you can get something pretty good at entry level. And I wouldn't even mind showing it at a show where the guys next door, I think their system was like hundred to $200,000. Mm. Yeah. And my room was always packed. People from other rooms are coming out. Hey, come here, check this out. So it's funny, you know, there's just different, you know, there's different ways to go, right? Yeah, I think the smaller your system is, the more and the better it sounds at the same time, the more impressive it is. Um, we often had two systems in one room where we had the small Larsons, the one you see in the background. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The smallest pair of turntable and their smallest integrated amp. That system is $7,500 all in. And it sounds like, you know, everybody was guessing at a much, much higher price than that. Yeah. $7,500 is not exactly nothing, but I mean, it's very affordable for high-end audio. I guess you're right, because when they see big speakers, you kind of, your expectations go up right. as well. And also, if, right. you, if you know before you come in, like, let's say you're going to go into a Wilson room and you know, okay, these speakers are $680,000. You know, they better be pretty good because otherwise, <laughs> you know, why am I paying six hundred? Yeah. So uh real quick, why don't you just explain what do you you know, what do you do with your company? Yeah, what do you what do you guys carry? All that. Yeah, um, so we're uh, an exclusive mm -hmm. importer and distributor for several brands. All the brands that we have, uh, except for one are all um from Europe. Um they're all manufactured there. And um, we're the, the we're basically the distributor for all of North America for all the brands. And it's uh, gamuts, speakers, cables, and amps. Uh, these are the big ones are top gamut speakers. And uh, it's Larson speakers, um, which that's the entry level model, the Larson Four back there. Uh, it's pair audio blue turntables and amplifiers. It's a Levin design, which is uh, oh, yeah, which is like high-end uh, turntable brushes and other accessories for turntables. Did you just say a high-end turntable brush? Yeah, the brush you can't even afford. I, I don't even <laughs> want to ask. Like, yeah, it's a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh. It's just, you know, it, these start at, uh, these are $99, so they're not cheap for a brush, but uh, they actually really, really make a big difference, and they don't just push the dirt around, they, they really clean the record, so you can wash it, it's hand-pulled in hair, you can get it all kinds of wood, it's anti-static, and, um, you know, Every day you got to clean your your records, so it's actually the one thing that will make the biggest difference. So buying it once, even if you pay a hundred dollars over thirty years, it's not really a lot of money. Hey, buy once, cry once, right? Yeah, <laughs> there it is. 
There it is. You're not literally driving, driving around. Driving. <laughs> it's kind of irresponsible, but all right. <laughs> kind of. John has never been like the most responsible in the group. So. You guys know I used to like daily vlog like and just talk to the camera while I'm driving. So now you guys get the like POV. So like I don't I'm I'm not this is I put a webcam up on my up on the dash. So like my computer's down down to the here. Look, see the computer's right there. I'm here. <laughs> Yeah. Let's go to let's go to the lakes yeah. while we're talking. Let's go yeah. around. That, that's, that's a cool hilarious. cool change of scenery. Let's do it. Have you be the one that reads uh, any of the comments though. Just concentrate on the driving. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> not reading comments. We'll tell you. Oh man, I told you we're gonna have fun, Michael. So uh, audio skies. You didn't even mention it. No. Oh yeah. So our company name is Audio Skies, um, and. Uh, I didn't get to all the brands. We also distribute digital components, which is Edeon Audio. And uh, we do uh, a brand called Neupot, which does stands, um, isolation feet, and, and racks. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of everything except for, I guess, except for cartridges and headphones. We kind of have all over the place. All the okay. accessory kind so of How things. do you pick and choose? Yeah, how do you pick and choose what you want to, bring in well that's a great question um because i think the the one thing that i would have it have to be something that i would want to own myself that i would mm-hmm. pay for if i was an end user like sure. we get probably three requests a month from some company somewhere in the world that says oh do you want to be our distributor and we usually always very politely say nope. no and uh <laughs> It's not because uh, we don't want to make the money because, you know, you you got to make money. But at the end of the day, when I want to talk to a customer or dealer or reviewer, I don't want to, you know, without cursing, I don't want to blow smoke up their skirt. You know, I just want to say, I think this is a great freaking product. I haven't heard anything better at this price. Mm-hmm. So the other thing is, if there's something similar that I've heard, that is as good anywhere near that price, then I don't want to distribute it either because let's say I get an amplifier. We got an amplifier in once and I listened to it. It was a great amplifier. There's nothing wrong with it. There's just probably 20 other amps out there that was better at that price or right. cool. Right. Right. So we'll be like, what am I, what am I giving the dealer or the customer? Like if a customer comes up at a show and says, why should I buy this amp? I would be like, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't really want to be in that position. So whenever I'm, I have something, I think that it is by far the best in its price class. And I think it sounds, that's the other thing is um, we're really like, I'm, I'm huge music lover. I, I love listening to music. I think it's, the most fun you can have with your clothes on. Well, <laughs> you don't even have to have it on. I was about to say, you don't necessarily have to have them on. No, you can have a lot of fun. <laughs> whoa, whoa, but, uh, whoa. Hey, dude, you man's had four children. From the so pastor. You got it, man. Yeah. No, no, we're not, we're not going to do anything that's, uh, but uh, I just think that music has to sound like real music. It has to sound musical. It has to sound organic. It has to have real dynamics. Um, it shouldn't sound like a system. It should sound like music. And if it does that and it's a very good price, then it's something we want to distribute because then we can offer something that somewhere would, that would be a lot of people interested. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, it's the same for me too, is when I, when I get something sent in for review, it's mm-hmm. much easier if the product is the best in its price category. Yeah. When it's, when it's really good, but there's other things that I know in the back of my head are like, Oh, that's the same price. And I think it's actually a little better and it's tough. It's tough to yeah. want to recommend that knowing that there's something that you think is better in the price range. So it's interesting that that's your approach. Yeah, well, we we actually so you know one of the, the last brand I mentioned was Edion Audio, which makes uh, these great digital components. We've been looking for a great sounding DAC for like seven years, and to my ears, almost every DAC out there that I heard, they had some kind of either they had a digital glare, didn't have real dynamics, didn't sound analog, didn't sound music, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And we had a component sent to us that was um, a DAC back two years ago that was like $17,000. And I had an old, very good Redbook CD player here, Mm -hmm. which back years ago played, paid, you know, cost Mm $8,000. So whenever someone sent me a DAC, I would just compare it to that. I would be like, well, I appreciate you sending me this, but I have a 10 year old Redbook CD player that's, 10 years ago was less than half the price. That sounds better. So thank you, but I don't really think we can distribute that deck. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that- somebody commented here. Tristan says, tell how Audio Skies came about back in 2014 and debuted at Rocky Mountain Audio Festival. Is that right? No, we actually was before that. Um, that was the first mm. time we were at Rocky Mountain, but we debuted at the at CES. Wow. Oh, wow. You know, before the show was the show, there was um, this great guy was running it. Oh, I freaking forgot his name now. Mm-hmm. He died like three years yeah. ago. He took Marine mm-hmm. over and then uh, someone else took over. But he had a, a parallel show compared to the next to the CES at the same time in Vegas, which was called The Show. And we were there the first time, I think, was it 2012? Or 2012, I believe it was. 2012, huh? And uh, we actually was there with the Parody Blue Turntable, the Larson speakers, and um, Gamut Amps, I believe. Yeah. And so you, you've you been representing for the same companies for a long time. Yeah. Like, it's... I don't... I know that a lot of... Um, People like to change their gear all the time. But if I have something that I love, why would I change it? It's like I have. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I have some brands that I really I mean, some some albums that I love. I never get tired of. I mean, if I was on a deserted island, I would bring the same three records. And I would play. I mean, if I could only bring three, uh, I wouldn't get tired of it because I think if something is good, it is good. It's not that you confused yourself. Um, you you got something that really is of great value and performance. So why get rid of it? So we're always yeah. looking for, you know, great music. So you mentioned that there's three that you would love to have, like at any given time. Maybe share those with us. Yeah, so my favorite um, band of all time, and I, you know, we could do 20 hours on this band because I'm... I'm not like, I don't really know much biography about the band. I just know a lot mm-hmm. about music. Yeah. Um, so 
almost everybody knows a band called Talk Talk, but very few people know the last two albums that they made, uh, which is called Laughing Stock and The Spirit of Eden. Mm -hmm. And what happened is that in, in 89, they had this big hit um, from the album, which was called Life's What You Make It. And the studio was like, oh, you made a lot of money for us. Now you can do whatever you want. And they were like, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> But they went into the studio for three years. Wow. Recorded six tracks, cost a fortune. They refused to do a video. They refused to do a tour. They refused to do pictures, interviews, anything. And basically, these two records are, in my opinion, the, the best album ever made. I mean, they're wow. phenomenal. Um, and it's funny, the lead singer, uh, not funny, it was very sad. But the lead singer died a little over a year ago. And I wrote an article because almost every reviewer of the big reviewers in, in the U.S. are actually huge fans as well. Mm -hmm. Like David Robinson, the ed editor of Positive Feedback, mm -hmm. introduced in, uh, the band to him. Michael Fremer, John Atkinson. Like, There's a lot of people uh, in the business that knows these, these albums that really love them. Um, I actually wrote a review on one of them, even uh, the last album in Positive Feedback. <clears throat> So people yeah, shout out to positive feedback, by the way. Um, that's what we, we used, I think, a photo that was taken from you from them. Yeah. That's what we use for the thumbnail. So want to make sure to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, that's, that's right. And who is the photographer, um, who's the editor as well. He loves to do a lot of portrait pictures. So uh, when I was up there setting up the Zodiacs for the review, he had me sitting like uh, in a lotus position. Like Yeah, I was wondering. And lying on the floor, meddling with cables and right. some uh, pictures. So was that a pose that you'd normally do? No, not really. I mean, I've done yoga. Okay. I've, I've, I know how to sit like that, but, but I don't sit and listen to music like that. No. Okay, I was just one. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, maybe that's just his style. Maybe it that's make, Michael Bamos there. It the makes problem. the music sound better. You're actually sitting on the floor. You're a little low compared to where your sound stage should be. You know, unless your speakers are tilted extremely forward. Yeah, man, we're going to have to talk about some of this gear that you have going on here. Um, who is it here? Hi-Fi Haven says, I'm going to wish real hard and see if those gamut speakers behind Michael will appear in my room. <laughs> Good luck, dude. Dream yeah. a little dream. <laughs> Good luck. We're, we're, you know, that's it's one of the. I think a lot of the job is just, you know, sending emails and talking to people and talking on the, like with, with people like you is great, but you know, talking about technical stuff, it gets kind of boring if you do it day in, day out. The one yeah. pleasure of the great pleasure of this job, I think is listening to music, you know, yeah. you know, like I have Still to back. work now, honey, you know, I need to sit and listen to this for an hour, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> tough on me. So, Please cook and bear with me because I'm suffering here with my work. That's right. <laughs> Working. My my wife was surprised uh, with that as well because like she's like, "Do you need the living room?" I'm like, "Yeah, give me like three hours." So like, what do you need to do? I'm like, "I need to review these speakers." So yeah, you know, I'm just blasting music, and she comes out like in one of the breaks I took to get some water and stuff. She's like, "Are you just gonna be you know playing loud music the whole time?" I'm like, "Yeah, I gotta Basically. hear hear what these things can do." You know. So she's like, and this is work. And I was like, yeah, this is work. She's like, yeah, let me see that paycheck. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Especially with COVID now, that thing's gone. But anyway, um, no, it's well, actually, definitely a lot of fun. And actually, now that you mentioned the virus, I mean, this is the best time ever to own a high insisted. I mean, there's a lot of yep. reasons why you should stay home. There's a lot of weird stuff going out outside, and and it's risky and. Um, I'm actually writing an article about this because uh, one of the many benefits that you have from listening to a high-end system is it has a lot of health benefits. You know, it lowers your blood pressure, it releases endorphins, it raises your immune system, uh, it creates well-being, it makes you heal faster. Like they've done lots of studies on this at hospitals, so. You know, if you're really stressed, sitting down 20 minutes listening to some quality so, music, it yeah. really like, you know. So my system kind of increases my heart rate. Like when I'm watching a movie, man, I get like, I'm intense, man. <laughs> but, but that's different. Like what my, it's great to hear, you know, a movie on these speakers, but that's kind of scary. But yeah. music and news kind of heightens yeah. your senses where sure. music just goes. Yeah. I guess it depends I mean, on the type of music too, right? Right. Yeah, if, you're playing, if you're playing, you know, speed uh, metal, then, uh, you know, you might not have a lower blood pressure. You know? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, know what's, uh, what's funny is my wife is like working out a lot in the living room now. And yeah. she's, just, she's just got, um, she's got uh, a Pandora going on either corn radio or Metallica radio or what, or system of a down. And like, I used to play guitar and I used to, I learned like all these songs like Metallica, Oh, anything and justice for all ride the lightning. Like I know all that stuff. And all of a sudden I'm just hearing music and I'm kind of waking up cause I wake up later and I'm like, who is this person in the room, in the living room shouting saber tooth say, I'm like, is this a weird Marvel rock remix she's listening to? And then I go outside and it's Metallica sad, but true. And I just couldn't uh, like, it was just saber tooth. I was just like, what is happening? It was the weirdest thing. But, um, but yeah, Music is awesome, and I'm glad she's listening to more metal because then I re um, <clears throat> re listen to all those uh, tracks I used to listen to when I was uh, a lot younger. Yeah, and you can go out and buy an album. Go here. This is for you, really. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, totally, totally. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm real into uh, you know. You're saying how music has health benefits. And so I use it a lot to like, you know, if I need to do some work, I'll listen to a certain type of music, you know, just to change my energy, depending on what I need at the time. You know, if I could go running right now, I have my running playlist, you know, just to to change how you feel. I mean, one way I, I think about it is like a lot of these guys, a lot of these musicians are known for uh, being on some drugs. You know what I mean? When when they're making the music. So personally, at this stage in my life, I don't want to take any drugs. So I figure if me on that journey without me having to do whatever they're doing, then uh, I'll take it. Yeah, it's uh, you can you can get high if 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 the music is good enough and the sound is good enough, you can get freaking high on how great it sounds. Right, right. They're taking you on a little journey. They're saying some crazy stuff. You're like, oh, okay, I'm I'm with yeah. it. I mean, I <laughs> think the reason why Thank you I for sacrificing your body. Yeah, I, I think Thank the you reason sacrificing your body. <laughs> <laughs> you can work out while you're doing it, then you're really helping your body. Chana, by the way, beautiful uh scenery you got there. That's very picturesque. Like 
That, oh, yeah. If I lived over there, it'd make me want to just buy a nice camera to take some photos for sure. Oh yeah, this is uh, Twin Lakes uh, here in Mammoth Lakes, and um, usually it's like pretty frozen over in winter. And there's a bunch of like the waterfall is pretty small. You can't see it with this webcam, but um, but it's like where's my no? I can't even point it to you. But anyway, there's like seven or eight um lakes here, where you know, people go fishing and all that cool kind of stuff. So that's that's yeah. a take a nice photo there and that's a easily like a, a wallpaper oh yeah right? totally yeah you know um do you guys know um Vern clevenger he's a famous uh nature photographer he lives mm -hmm. up here oh, okay and, uh, he'll camp out and we're like 30 minutes <clears throat> south of yosemite so he'll camp out in yosemite overnight and get wow. those like shots in the morning like um you know during golden hour yeah, yeah a I, lot of cool stuff you know if you're not an outdoors person though I could see why you'd, I'd be like Sean. I'd pro I'm not, I, you know, I can appreciate the outdoors to a certain extent, but at a certain, you know, I'm also like into techie stuff. So I can see why you buy a lot of stuff after oh, seeing oh, yeah. you drive around there. It's all just trees. If yeah. he puts a pair of speakers on the roof of the car, you know, that becomes a little more techie. Actually, I was thinking I could do my DJ live stream in the car. I can have my wife drive around and I could be set up in the back here and then have some PAs. You know, I would just need um, you know, a couple of power inverters. There you if go. you do it, if you do it driving around, then you're DJing with vinyl. Then I'll be impressed. Oh yeah, no, oh. <laughs> that would be way too difficult. <laughs> and, and like, isolation fee that you guys sell. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, if you buy if you buy like a hundred of those, that might work. That's right. <laughs> well, the the other problem is is that my wife's got a heavy foot when it comes to gas and brakes. So with vinyl, I you know she just it's it's just gonna go. And then when yeah. she hits the brakes, I'm just gonna slam right into the back seat. So I think you uh, should leave the the expensive cartridges at home and just put something like really affordable on. Really cheap. <laughs> yeah, with a built-in shock absorber. Maybe you could do uh, a social socially distant uh distanced uh like block party. There like you, you tape it off and then you just go out there and just like, hey, whoever wants to come by and listen to me and blast your music. Yeah, you well, know, one, of, the, one of our dealers actually is a DJ as well. And oh, um, cool. two days ago, no, Friday, he went to a local, uh, you know, because they're only allowed to serve outside. So he put the mm -hmm. system inside. Nice. And he was DJing in a coffee shop and everybody outside was enjoying, you know, for three hours. And right. He was just yeah, like no, mixing totally. it up. Yeah, and just put a big sign up front with your Venmo account. You know, people get yeah. it's appreciated. <laughs> Sorry, the sound goes down as he sells off the system. Or right, here's the turntable. All right, here's the other turntable. <laughs> Next thing you know, he'll be playing off his phone, right? Yeah, yeah. That's when everybody goes home. No so, doubt. so all right, I want to talk about uh, Larson speakers because I am a fan of Larson speakers. Um, I heard the Larson nines. I've heard whatever you brought to the show the last time, whichever ones those were. The eights. The eights. And I am just, um, yeah, I'm a fan of the, the concept and, uh, you know, Stig Carlson designs. So I want to know more about that. For and, and for the people who don't know about what they do and what they are, maybe I'll bring up the your website also. Yeah, and you're you're getting a pair uh, shortly to review, actually, a pair of fours. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> that was actually the first brand that we we um, um, we distributed, and 
the reason a lot of a lot of people even um they have a very very long history if i don't know if any of you guys know sonap speakers sonap uh, speakers were really really big in the 60s and 70s in in america and they sold like in tens of thousands and the designer was uh, steve carlson so he he had a lot of development money because of the the many sales and he was never quite happy with the the design so he made his own speakers called Carlson Acoustics in Sweden. And in the last uh, 16 years of his life, he worked together with John Larson. They worked together. They developed their top model, which is the OA-52. And when Steve Carlson passed, he actually took over production and became Larson speakers and improved on it further. So their history, their, their pedigree is like 50 years in the making. Um, it's not something that just came around. And the cool thing is that, you know this, Joe, but but maybe some of the mm -hmm. viewers don't know that, like, you know, conventional speakers are basically, you know, designed to work in a room that doesn't have reflections. And in order to get them to sound the best, you got to get them placed at a certain spot to get the correct bass and to get rid of all the reflections from the sidewalls. Mm-hmm. So the Larson speakers are designed to be against the wall. And the reason they are that is that it's the only way you will know where's the first reflection coming. Okay, we know it's right behind the speaker. Now, if you know how to design the crossover and place the, the, the cabinet and the, the drivers, you now have perfect base every time. You don't have to worry about how far they are. So the back, like they go all the way. Um, that's, now you're seeing them from angled but they would go flat against the wall the ones that we're seeing on the screen now and then you see they're angled so they actually angled slightly upwards and inwards towards the uh towards the the listener so you just put them flat against the wall and you they eliminate automatically all their early reflections there's no reflections from the back wall because there's absorption material around the drivers there's nothing from the floor there's nothing from the sidewall because they're 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 facing inwards. So you have no early reflections, you have correct base. That means now you've eliminated all the problems that conventional speakers have, and you now have them set up correctly in like less than 10 minutes. Wow. So they work with the room and you don't have to use any sound treatment. So for a lot of people, you know, um, unless you have total freedom to set up the speakers exactly where you want. But if you're limited limited by where your spouse wants them, how close to the wall or the corners or... It's always your, a consideration. Yeah, your seating arrangement of the sofa or the how you walk through the room. If you can't place the conventional speaker correctly and you can't get rid of the early reflections, well, then you spend a lot of money on not getting full potential of what you pay for. It's like buying... a I don't know, a high, high performance sports car and driving around on the crappiest tires a little bit, you know. Um, so, with the Larson speakers, for a lot of people, because you, everybody can almost put them against the wall and you don't need sound treatment, you will get the full potential of the speaker and out of your room without, you know, trying to fit a conventional speaker in there. So, I think they have a lot of uh, really good value for, for a lot of people out there, which is, and then, of course, they sound great. You know, if they didn't do that, then what would be the point?
So is the tweeter yeah. and the mid-range kind of angled up a little bit? The what? Is the tweeter and the mid-range angled up a little bit? Yeah, both of them. Gotcha. Basically what happens is the, one reviewer wrote it pretty good, I thought. Um, so what's the takeaway from the Larson speakers? The sweet spot is anywhere in front of the speakers. Mm. So because they're angled inward, if I'm closer to one speaker, I'm now more directly in the path of the other one. So I'm closer in distance to one, so it kind of corrects the image for you. So you don't also have to sit center stage. Gotcha. Like if you're off center, you can still hear both. You both you get a you get a sound stage and you hear yep. both speakers at the same time. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, Michael, like when I heard it, basically because they're angled in that way, when you're closer to the let's say if I'm closer to the left speaker, right? Well, of course that's going to typically be louder, but because it's angled in such a way. You know, now you're off axis, so it's almost balanced yeah, because so you're it, off it, axis to this one, but you're on axis to the other one now, the further yeah. one. So that one, it's almost like it's it's yeah, you're you're, balancing itself you're, out. Crazy. You're closer in distance, but the 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 one speaker that you're closer to, you're not in the direct path. The one where you're further from, you are in the direct path. So that's how it corrects the image for you. Mm. Huh. Wow, that's crazy. And I mean, for a lot of people, what I like, I mean, I think one of the, we talked about earlier is the most fun you can have with, with your clothes on is that um, one of the best thing you can do with music, I think, is enjoy it with others. And for example, if you have a pair of speakers where it's only the guy who's sitting right in the sweet spot can hear it's very low speakers. Very lonely, right? It's a lonely yeah. life. As an no, but fun. then the other people are like, yeah, I get that you're having fun, but I'm not having freaking fun. I, I can hear what's going fun. on on the left side over there, you know? Yeah. So, Michael, you're you're basically saying that uh, you could socially distance and enjoy the music at the same time. Exactly. You know, Can put, you even get up and dance? Is that possible, too, and, and, and still enjoy them? You, you know? can stand up and still has good sound. That's the cool thing, because it what it does is, you know, if... I don't want to become too technical, but you know, a lot of Do it. people, a lot of the people that are that are listening are probably very smart anyway. So, um, oh, someone put their phone on. Oh, um, My bad. Uh, basically, if you if you go to a concert hall, the like a classical good concert hall, the music doesn't hit you. Um, there are some speakers that are overly hyperly detailed. That's not actually how music sounds in real life. Music hits you as a whole. It doesn't hit you like the triangle that you hear in the background is not in a bubble all by itself blown up to sound this big. It's just a triangle in the middle of a huge orchestra. So the sound hits you as a whole, and then you get the late reflections that you get from walls and, 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 and ceilings and so forth. So the Larson speakers basically recreate that because they eliminated all the early reflections. So it hits you as a whole. So you get the sound stage, you get the detail and all that, but it's not this, this, if you, for example, take a person and you blindfold and put them in a concert hall and tell them, okay, where are the bases in the concert hall? Nobody can point to them. Mm. You can't because a bass, you know, it radiates sounds like this. Mm -hmm. And you can't say they're right there. You can't. Right. If it's a trumpet, yes, you can. But the lower frequency. Right? It, yeah. So basically, the Larson speakers will recreate that sound. So that's why if you go to a concert hall, it's not like, well, if I'm not sitting at dead center of the concert hall, I can't. I don't get a good sound stage. Yes, you do. Right. 
because it does hit you the hole. You don't have to sit in the center or in the front. You know, it makes a lot of sense, like the design of those speakers, just because they're trying to control as much as possible. So there's so many variables, right? And the number one variable, variable almost always is placement. Like I can give you the greatest speakers, but where are you going to put them? Right. Yeah. Right, right up against the wall is probably not going to sound very good. Yeah. Right? If, if you buy, like, let's say you bought these speakers here, which are not that, you know, they're not like low budget speakers. Mm-hmm. If you took them and put them against the wall or in the corner, you know, you're, you would be paying a lot of premium money and not getting full potential out of it. And if you can't place them correctly, what's the point? I mean, it's like spending yeah. a lot of money that you're not. It's it's like if you're going to buy an amplifier that can that has ten thousand watts, but you know you only need fifty for yeah. your room. Like, what are you? What did you pay for the other nine thousand watts for? I I just think it's really smart because if you think about it, in almost every room, what are you going to find? You're going to find some walls, right? There's something consistent that you can kind of rely on if you're going to put speakers in a room. There's going to be some walls that you can place them against, right? And so those are designed with that in mind. Like you're supposed to put them near a wall. And I think that's really smart. And that's where most people end up placing their speakers, whether they're supposed to or not. Most normal non-audiophile people are probably going to put speakers near a wall because they want them away from things. Yeah, what happens is, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of pictures on Instagram. If you see like a rack of a system with a lot of components, mm-hmm. if you see the large floor standing speaker right next to the the stand, right. which is against the wall, and sometimes one of them is even very close to a sidewall, you're like, well, they spend a lot of money on this system, but they're not getting the full potential of the speakers, not even close. I mean, no. and if they can't pull them out to where they need to go, then it, it's it's kind of a shame. It's like you said in the beginning, the a front-firing conventional speaker is basically designed to work in a room that has no walls. But like you said, we all have walls. So mm-hmm. you have to kind of work around that. And the Larson speakers is like, how do we make a speaker that actually works in a regular room without having to ignore the fact that there are walls? That's great. I love that about those. Um, I'm very curious. I have so many questions about them because they're such an odd design, right? From a design standpoint, it's very weird. Like uh, the tweeter is cut like halfway, right? There's like almost like something looks like it's blocking part of it in the picture. Yeah. So what you what they're doing with the tweeter is the same as their. So if if this is the driver, which is angled like this. There's absorption material here, which is to make sure you don't get a reflection off the back wall. And there is here as well below so that you don't get it from the floor. Now, with the tweeter, they're doing the same thing. If you look, you see that's a metal plate around the tweeter. So all the reflections that normally would, would, would spread out to the sides, they're getting rid of those so there's no reflections. But then as soon as it comes out the middle, the metal plate spreads enormously, which is why you have that huge um, soundstage in front of the whole room. Like you don't have to sit center stage because as soon as it comes out, it spreads a lot because of that metal plate. But it blocks the ones that normally would distort, you know. So So I I have a few questions here. So uh, here's a question from Derek. He says, how far should the speakers be from the wall? Are you talking about the Larson speakers, of course? 
Yeah, they should be against the wall, like not touching, but they can't touch because the terminals are in the back. But oh, right. So you put the cables uh, in the into the speaker terminals, and you put them as close as they can. So now, you're I know like inch maybe right away from the wall. Yeah, yeah. So usually there's a you know because of the terminals, and usually there's also like a um, a little ledge at the bottom of the floor, like a baseboard. Yeah, so usually they're like an inch or two away from from the wall, but that's you know they should be that close. It's not like should I try to work, you know, move them back and forth? No, just right. place them as close as they can without anything touching, anything, and then you're good. So, all right, so I'm gonna play devil's advocate for a second here. Yes, and say, okay, you, you know, a lot of people I know, like audiophile people, who are like, no, you're supposed to point speakers, you know, pull them out, point them towards you. They're very into the sound stage and imaging, right? Uh, the 3D effect and depth. So for somebody like that, they would say, well, you know, from my experience, if you put a speaker near a wall, that's going to take away from, it's going to muddy the imaging, right? So it, you're saying that you can move around and still have a good image, but is that center image as strong? Right. Or is it more diffuse? Because like I'm sure somebody will think about, you know, the bad word I'm not allowed to say is Bose, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> you know, they're All direct right, reflect band, <laughs> band. So, you know, like the 901s, right? 901s are known for having a very huge wide soundstage and you could be anywhere, but not accurate. Right. Things aren't placed where they're supposed to be. And, you know, you're sacrificing something. So in this case, um, are you sacrificing the strong center image because of the way that they're set up? No, I mean, I you you brought bows up. I didn't, so we remember <laughs> that. Uh, I mean, those speakers are. I well, I don't want to say anything about them, but you don't have to say anything bad about yeah. them. They've sold a no. lot, so they they don't care what you yeah, say. They've, 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 yeah. made, they've made their money. They made um, their money. Basically, uh, if you're sitting. Uh, of course, sent, sitting in the center with the Larson speakers is, of course, always best. You know, it's not like I can sit, you know, anywhere thirty room. feet away from the from the left speaker and it will be just as good as sitting. It won't be. But so, and if you're sitting in the center anywhere near the sweet spot, you get dead center. Like you can't hear the speakers; they disappear, and there is the vocals. Is I can close my eyes and point. She's right there. Hmm. But I don't know if you know what I meant later earlier with what I said with with hyper definition. There, there, there are certain few speakers out there that have that believe that you know let's play a lot of bells and and let's hear that bell as clear mm -hmm. as if it was right in my you know temple, and <laughs> that kind of definition is is what everybody knows as it's listener fatigue. Yes, it's a lot of it's a lot of detail. But it's more detailed than is actually inherent in the how it would sound real, which means that the brain has to work because it knows that it's getting more information than it should. And listener fatigue is a subconscious response. You don't know why, but you either turn it off or you turn it down. But that is because your brain is analyzing. When it stops having any um, any kind of distortion and it doesn't have too much information. Then what happens is the analytical part of the brain relaxes, and then you start in, you know, connecting emotionally because now this is the brain knows this is what it really sounds like. 
Yeah, I mean, I could talk about these for days, right? Because like, I've I've really put a lot of thought into what what speakers should sound like, right? And so, you know, a lot of people are trying to remove their room from the equation, right? And so, is it is it that you're supposed to be transported to, you know, the original listening location? Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe that's one thing that some people might want, but uh, other people might want the you know the event to happen in their room. In which case, you kind of want to do you you do want to incorporate your room, right? I know yeah. what my room sounds like, and so the more realistic that sounds, it sounds like the person's in my room. That's also a cool effect, you know. So there's two camps. There's like I need to be transported, which means that you need to get out of your room. You need to be taken out of your room, right? right? Somewhere like else. your room shouldn't. Yeah, you're going somewhere else. That's kind of like a VR experience, right? You put on these things and you go somewhere else. Okay, I can get with that. But at the same time, it's kind of cool to have the band in your room, right? So that's more equivalent to like a hologram being projected into your room. So you're still in your room. You can still see your walls. You can still see everything. But it's like, oh, here's this three thing in my room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want, you want to feel as if, if the band was teleported into your living room. And performing right in front of you. And this is way, would, way more affordable than that. Well, I mean, I think <laughs> I, I, I think that I think that the reason why audiophiles and music lovers pay real money for audio gear is because to me, it's a time machine. Mm. Especially today, you can't go to any concerts right now. But let's say I'm a fan of the doors, you know, Jimmy Mor Jim Morrison or Mozart or you know, anybody, Janis Joplin, that's dead, whoever you want to take out there, you know, Nina Simone, um, you can't go see those people. Mm. Listening to it on MP3 or some little, you know, speaker, <laughs> that's, that. yeah, I'm hearing the melody, but that's not the experience of being there. A real high-end system, you sit down, you close your eyes, and you're teleported back to 19-whatever, 57, when Nina Simone was performing in Paris. And if a system can do that, I mean, if, if, I could, if I could actually literally go to 10 concerts, the amount of money I would pay for that, each ticket, oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. I'm talking $10,000 I would pay to go there to see my favorite one concert of all time. I mean, Man, you must be doing well you, over there. Audio you know, I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. if, if you can have that right. every day, whenever yeah. you turn on a button. That's nice. That is, I think that's the reason why you pay real money for it. By the way, I don't know if you're seeing the comments here, but Will Will Klein is saying uh, Michael's one of my favorite cats to have beers with after a trade show. Oh, oh Will yeah, Will. <laughs> he's up, Will? Uh, yeah, he's he's, he's a, a fan great, favorite here. He's a great guy. Um, he's another. We basically had the same job. He's a distributor. Well, he's not a distributor, but he's the rep for several several brands and. We made it met each other way back when, and you know Will is is a is a smart cat, and you know when he talks, it's also about you know he knows. It's about you want to basically what you want to sit down and go wow that music sounds great, not oh that cable sounds wonderful. <laughs> you know you don't yeah. want to hear if the system disappears and you're yeah. left and you're feeling like you're transported back to when you were 19 at some concert and you get all emotional over something that's a system that's it yeah man 
Yeah, so, so I, I, I don't mean, want I don't want to talk about world. the Larsons all day. I'm just very interested. I'm so excited to to get those in for a review, right? And those well, Larson fours good... are not even that expensive, right? No, they're tell they're them tell them how much they are. Twenty two hundred. Twenty two hundred. And and they're not those are those the fours behind you? Yeah. And what is the how low do those go? They actually go all the way down to twenty eight hertz. Oh wow! It's not bad. And they're wow. only thirty inches high. They're only like nine inches deep, and they go against the wall. So, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to get a subwoofer. You you can you can hook them up to your TV and and use instead of a surround sound. You get real bass and great sound. And I think um, for a lot of people that that want really really good sound, but they don't have a big room or a lot of money, you buy this and you could be happy for you know, the rest of your life. And it's not like, a, you know, buying a, a luxury car or something. Oh, I was about yeah. to say. Uh, so uh, the, they're asking if they're Ohm Walsh's. No, those are those are the Larsons that we're talking about. They look very similar, actually. They do. Yeah, they look, they look similar, but it's, it's a totally different design. They tried to get to... Um, they tried to achieve the same kind of sound. There are other... Mm-hmm designers that try to get to this sound but uh all the other designers that went this route they they kind of stopped where the sonap stat uh, stopped mm. as well so i think the larsons are the only speaker that kind of took it the way that i always try to explain it is like a formula one car is by definition the highest performing race car in the world it's a great car but you know try to drive it through the potholes of manhattan i mean you could <laughs> You could get a, you know, a, a Porsche 911 would probably kill it, you know, lap it. Don't even. get me started on the Porsches. I've been looking at those 911 Turbo S. No, I'm just 2021. saying, like, <laughs> a, a 911, is, is, a 911 is, is, is under $100,000. A Formula One car is, what, $5 million? Mm-hmm. And because it's designed for perfect optimal conditions. And if you yeah, buy, I, if you buy, if you buy, like, the the a $600,000 speaker, you better have the room and you better be able to set them up wherever you need to, because Mm -hmm. if you don't do that, it's like having a formula one car in Manhattan. So, and I'm not trying to knock conventional speakers because gamut speakers are conventional speakers. If they are set up correctly, they sound fantastic, but you have to have, be able to do that. Otherwise. Sounds like very interesting, very um, versatile speaker, you know, and I mean, as far as you can put it in just about any application, you don't have to have that that perfect setup. Yeah. I mean, Michael, we you and I, we've we've both reviewed some floor standing speakers that are bigger than that that don't go down to twenty eight hertz. Sure. Right. Yeah, so so the, I think the that's the benefit for that of is being that, near the wall. That because <clears throat> when you have a conventional speaker, you have to get it away from the side walls and the back walls in order mm-hmm. to get the bass correct. Right, either it gets boomy in the high, mm-hmm. in the high bass or the mid bass or in the low bass, depending whether it's the side or the back wall. And because of that, you've you made the the cabinet and you've tuned the port in a certain way. But when the wall is right there, and if you have a very good driver, and you know how to do it, you can tune the port in the crossover in a certain way so that you get a much lower response from a driver than you normally would get. Got so when it. we talk about that cabinet, I think it's, you know, when it's it's 30 inches high, it's a, what is that, a five-quart volume 
cabinet. It's not very large, but not it really has not base. Big. Like mm -hmm. when we play this at shows, people go, okay, where are you hiding the subwoofers? Right. There's no subwoofers. People go over, they yeah, lift the curtains wait. and stuff. And That's funny. No, there's nothing behind the curtains either. I'm very excited to check those out here in my room. So you were you were mentioning Formula One, right? And I know when we we're talking, you're like, so uh, you know, I have some pretty expensive speakers that I distribute. Also, are these are there gonna be some stupid people in here that are just talking crap? And I said, <laughs> hey, you know what? Expensive is also good because even though I might not be able to afford it, doesn't mean I'm not interested. So mm -hmm. I've been looking up those Porsche videos. I'm not gonna buy that Porsche. 911 Turbo S anytime soon. I think it's like two or 300 Gs, 200 Gs plus, yeah, something like that. Chana, Chana is. 2.6, bro. Smoking all the electric yeah, cars, so, too. Before they even released that, I went on Porsche's site on one of my graveyard shifts and pieced together a Carrera 4S. That, that came <laughs> in you. at 180. So no, I was like, man, Turbo when these... S, uh, you got to check that out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I've seen those. I've seen those. They came out um, like uh, they 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 updated their website in stages. You know when the um, cars released first released, mm -hmm. and then the Turbo mm -hmm. S Turbos and Turbo S's came out later, right? At least on the yeah. website to build them. So um, yeah, no, they look great. But yeah, they're like two twenty, like dude. Seconds. It's crazy. I'm like, whoa! I, two seconds. Huh? Zero to sixty. I mean, there's that new zero, Audi uh, ten point two. It's it's a there's it's a, a there's right a now. new Audi RS7 R which is like 800 horsepower or something. Retarded. Yeah, I test drove like that, that in Vegas like, uh, two months ago. No, I, oh, he did four months. Yeah, we have a dealer there who has it. Nice. And he actually spec'd out the engine uh, totally, like top tune and everything. And he let me drive it um, to go. We went to we're selling the top DAC to to a very rich customer and. Um, so I drove the car there, and uh, yeah, I I think if if well, how how long is the how long can you get a speeding ticket after you drive? I better not say anymore. <laughs> you're in Mexico, and then what happened? <laughs> That's right. Well, no, I'm just just say that. At what speeds? I would. If that car uh, moved. That car seriously moved very very fast. <laughs> So anyway, this I is bet. a good segue into, you know, some of your higher end speakers because, uh, you know, we were talking about those affordable, more affordable ones. I mean, uh, to me, they're affordable. Um, I mean, other people might look at them like, oh, $2,000 to them. That might be expensive, but there's different price ranges, right? So Attainable. although I'm, I might look at that portion like, man, I really want that. But when I look at the price, I'm like, ooh, that's, that's, that's kind of rough, right? Yeah, and you so buy you buy an, an alpha it. for forty thousand, you know, and you get close. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I guess my point being, it's the same with speakers too, right? So you know, even though I might not be able to afford it, it's nice to I like to see what they can do with the highest end, right? Because I'm kind of curious to see what they can bring down to more affordable levels too. A lot of times that's what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, companies experiment they're able to experiment and do like a really high-end speaker and try to throw everything at it and then they might learn like eh, this didn't really make a difference this didn't but that one thing that we did made a huge difference and then they pass that along yeah. to their lower lines right so i don't see anything wrong with going really high-end no, i mean if you if 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 you want the best in the world it's never gonna be cheap i mean that would be great it would be great if i could buy the most 
the best performance sports car in the world and will cost the same as a Honda, but it doesn't, you know, let's be realistic. So, you know, if you want the very best, it does cost more money. And uh, the one good thing that I've found is that the very the most expensive, like the things that are the most expensive speaker ever is usually not necessarily the best. Yeah. Because it's made as a statement for, okay, you're a billionaire, you want to buy it because it's the most expensive. But getting the very best is never cheap, but it's 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 usually a very good value still for how much sound it, it does provide. I mean, these is, we had, I can give you a little bit of background on once. We once had a reviewer here to listen to, this is the gamut Zodiac behind me. They go flat, flat to 16 hertz. Nice. Um, and we had a reviewer here and we have, uh, we had um, Pink Floyd's The Wall on master tape. And we put it on reel to reel, and we have gamut amps. They don't just uh, they don't distort when you max them out on the volume. Mm -hmm. So we, the the designer from Gamut was here, and he cranked the volume at maximum, and it was the wall, you know, where the helicopter starts. I thought a helicopter was landing on the balcony. Nice. I mean, the building was shaking. I mean, it was like brrr, and it sounded. It didn't sound ever like annoyingly loud it was it was very loud it was like concert level loud but it was just you know you were it was like being front row at a pink floyd concert um and it was it was it's really impressive you know if if you have the room and you have the money you can get sound that is that is just you know unbelievable which series is that that we're looking at so i can pull it up on the screen here uh it's called r's eye okay but it's well, the one that's called zodiac is the model so let me know if this is the right one or not here is no the, no that's the, so if i go here go under zodiac yeah that's the one all right yeah Boom. so it's three 10 inch woofers and um they only make 12 a year each has a zodiac sign, like mm. Taurus or Libra, or whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, they they that's Is that a uh, wooden uh, dust cap. <laughs> that's what I'm looking at, man. Yeah, that's so wild. It's a uh, it's very basically when you put instead of a regular dust cap, when you have a wooden, it gives it more of a piston like movement at the ends. So it's very lightweight, but it's very stiff. So the amount of dynamics from these speakers, it's is when if you hear a kick drum or or someone like Muddy Waters, you know, from the acoustic album Sing, it's like someone punching you in the in the chest. That's the kind of dynamics that you're you're you visually feel all the instrument when you're sitting. From Denmark, frequency response from 16 to 40 kilohertz. That's not bad. That's not too bad there. I'm always looking at the bass response, right? So crazy. So three tens here. So yeah, what makes us different from some of the other? You know, I, I see all kinds of high end speakers at these shows. What is their what is their thing? Well, he the I think the designer from Gamut is really really smart. Um, 
he's he's got the best ears that I've heard. We were once sitting somewhere and there was like he heard something and he took the mid-range out and he's like, there's a little loose little I couldn't hear it, but he could. Mm. Um basically um the biggest difference between live music and recorded a uh, playback music is dynamics. Like if you just string a guitar like this, the the dynamics is is there's a lot of dynamics. And if you put it through a system, it's it's lower. And this is the closest uh this series I've heard that has the most dynamic speaker that I've heard. And because we the human ear knows that, that means that we automatically, you know, hear this as how it really sounds in real life. That means we connect to it emotionally. So they have this very dynamic, very organic, very, very musical sound. You never get listener fatigue. I think the, the you know, remember where you took that picture from that we put up on me? The yeah. reviewer The reviewer started the review by saying, sometimes you write reviews, sometimes you write raves, sometimes you write love letters. This is a love letter. Like, mm. He had a hard time writing it because that's how how much he felt for that speaker. And wow. I think it's hard to hear because it's hard to, you know, people always call and ask, what's the difference between this and this? <laughs> mm. It's very hard to explain how something is better. Mm-hmm. And if you buy, you know, one of the other models, it's not that there's something wrong with them. They sound phenomenal. It's only if you would listen to so days afterwards, you go, okay, you know, it's we're at another level now. And uh, so you seen the article here? Yeah, that's to, in my opinion, those are the best speakers I've ever heard in my life. Um, I think they're they're just outstanding. There they are. Yeah, they kind of invite kids to. I dare you to try to punch in my dust cap. Well, they're heavy as they're really heavy. <laughs> Zodiac. Now, the, even the bottom, the the feet on the bottom are definitely unique. Yeah, mm. so it's a whole that it's a whole very heavy sandwich, which had these very very thick long um, um, four feet that you can mm. adjust a lot so that if you have uneven floors or whatever, because you mm. want to both make sure that they're level this way, mm. but also that they have the correct tilt. Right, but one yeah, of the well, things, like for example, Gamut, they have a, they have a, we train our, 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 um, all our design. I mean, all our dealers to set them up because, just like with the Larson speakers, the Gamut speakers have to be set up correctly. It's not just wherever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a. They thought a lot. They, we have a whole system that made this very, that we can teach very fast uh, for people to do it, and actually. I just saw a guy who wrote this in the comments. Uh, yeah, when you buy the Zodiacs, included in the price, the chief designer comes and sets them up in your house. Mm. Because it's like, yes, we feel we've made the best speaker ever, but in order for it to perform at its full potential, it has to be set up like, sure. you know, totally dead on. So I'm looking here at these photos here. Look at them. Is this where is this at? Where is this? So that's David Robinson, the editor of uh, Positive Feedback, who has them in his mm-hmm. room. His room is actually not very large. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a very well constructed room, like with the ceilings and floors and everything, but it's not very large. 
but because of the unique cabinet of the zodiacs, um, they're actually the, they're they're very relatively simple to set up, and and very room friendly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, this is right him. There. This is him making the pose and all these. Uh... <laughs> That's funny. I'm like, okay, all right. So, um, you know, I'm no- noticing. So I see gamut uh, speakers, and then did it, am I right in saying that that amp said gamut as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So blocks there. Yeah. Um, he got a whole reference system, which was gamut amps, gamut preamp, and gamut uh, complete range of gamut cables as well. Wow. He tried them with other amps as well, but we wanted to also hear it with um, with the gamut uh, amps. Mm-hmm. They will be good with any amp, you know, as long as it's a... So, the, the better the amp, the better the speakers will sound. They basically have unlimited potential, so you can go nuts. Okay. I don't know if you've seen the comments. So let's talk about the the price of those. Maybe it's one of those things where I shouldn't. If I have to ask the price, is it one of those things? Well, yeah. If you have to ask, you probably can't afford. It. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> for 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 competing against being the best speaker in the world. They're they're very affordable. But in other than that, they're not cheap. They're one hundred fifty nine thousand. Woo! See, I like that. I like the fact that there's you know. Super but again, expensive. like I, I talked about in the beginning, I, I want the value. And like if there was anything close to that mm-hmm. price that good, I wouldn't be distributing. And I feel that all that this is their top model. They don't have anything bigger than this. And the top models from all the other speaker manufacturers is what minimum 250 or 350. Mm-hmm. So they're even half price of, of other brands' top models. So in that regard, they're not expensive. But of course, this is not. It's not something for anything, but it's also if you buy these pair of speakers, you know, you don't buy these if you have a thousand dollar amp. You know, yeah. you need to have the equipment and the room for it. But if if so, people want the best, then then yeah, I would definitely give it a try. Listen. What what is the price of their bookshelf speakers? I saw that they had some bookshelf speakers there. They're they're twenty one thousand with the twenty one thousand. <laughs> Chana's like, what? Look at Chana. He's ready to buy. Dang. He's yeah, ready. So, so where's my, where's my credit card? The, the same thing. What I what I said with the Larson speakers is we have them at many many shows because they're like they're, I well I don't have them out but we have mm-hmm. them here. Um, they're like this, a little over a foot and a half high. Um, whenever we play them at, at at shows, people go around looking for a subwoofer everywhere because they mm-hmm. go flat to thirty four hertz, flat, not mm-hmm. not plus minus three. Um, so they will play under 30 hertz and the, they have the same amount of dynamics. You know, it's like you really get this. And what size are the drivers on there again? It's a six and a half inch uh, mid-range. But the That's cool thing low. is like, for example, if, if you compare it to the R7, which is the full range um, floor standard from them, the tweeter and the cabin is exactly the same, the crossover with the cable. So right. they're it's basically... Smaller. the those three models are designed depending on the size of your room. Mm, gotcha. Like if you don't have a large room and you buy the, the RS7s, they're just going to overload your room. You'd get better sound with the RS3s and you'd save money. Yeah. You know, because you know, the RS7s would have to go, which is that have to be further into the room. So you would need a bigger room. So you would need to sit closer. Like, so they're the, the different models in the gamut series is just designed for different sizes rooms. I just feel like uh, a lot of people, if I said that this car was, you know, I don't know, $300,000 or $500,000, right? 
a car, I think a lot of people would just automatically think like, well, that car must be a lot better, right? It must be the engine must be so much better. The interior, interior, everything, the performance must be so much better. But a lot of times when you hear somebody talk about speakers that are that expensive, it's almost like they don't think that way. Yeah. They automatically start thinking like, mm, man, those are why? Why are those so? You know, they don't understand why that it's possible that it's so much more expensive. Yeah, well, because you know, they can read zero to sixty times, they can see performance specs. Yeah, you know, they can look at it and say, oh, that looks really not you know there's things that they can point to that say that's why it's more expensive right yeah so with, a little harder with speakers with with speakers one of the things with a speaker like this is that it takes a long time to develop like uh i know that the designer had these in his home and he had the crossover in a drawer mm. where everything was a plug-in so he would listen for three days with one capacitor took it out, put another capacitor in three days, put another capacitor in. So same thing with the, the core, like every little thing is they try everything out there, mm -hmm. every single thing you can get without thinking about the price to get the best sound. And it takes forever to develop. And the parts that are the best, you know, it's, it's it, the, the crossover in, alone in this weighs almost 30 pounds. It hardly fits. It sits at the bottom of the cabinet. It's like this. Wow. It's a big, big boy. It's huge. And it's all, you know, it's point to point wiring. There's no there's no boards or anything. It's it's the best components you can get. And same thing with the the tweeter, for example. It's the only tweeter in the world, the only speaker that has that tweeter. Nobody else has it. It's hmm. been designed. Uh the designer from Gamut designed it with that speaker, com uh, that driver company to develop this cool. tweeter. So all these things, you know, they cost a lot of money. It takes uh, two weeks just to make the cabinet alone, just the outside of the cabinet. Uh, wow. The inside cables, for example, is Gamut reference cables, speaker mm -hmm. cables that's being used all like so. Oh, yeah. You know, remember, Joe, you were you were joking about it. You're like, how about we like. You know, we have like these uh, really awesome speaker cables and you plug them into mm -hmm. the speaker and on the inside, they're just like lamp cord going to the, <laughs> to the components. So, yeah. So I remember we were talking about it years ago. Um, so you're saying, Michael, that they're using like the, the high quality cables inside there as well, huh? Yeah. So our a one and a half meter pair of gamut reference cables uh they're they're cheap again for how good they are but they're not cheap at all i mean they're four thousand two hundred or something that's what's being used inside so mm -hmm. that's probably one cable in each speaker alone that's the priciest cables that they have um and they look like know, they if, look like on the website they look like they're like xlr or something the cables that i'm seeing here well they have both xlr rca speaker okay. cables power cables everything but another thing that's unusual, you know, normally when you see speakers, it's uh, it's usually uh, MDF. Mm -hmm. This is actually 28 layers of real wood. It's different thickness, different kind that's curved. Um, Gamut is actually the company that first invented the curved cabinet. Uh, B&W is no the way. one who sold it, but Gamut was making those cabinets for B&W. So they it's invented like the way it curves to the back like this, like a boat. Yeah. So what happens is um, 
if you take if you take wood and and you you try to force it into having a curve mm. that means there's going to be stress in the wood which means it wants to return to its original mm. form which that creates distortion inside the speaker mm. but these are made in these huge machines where they put 28 layers together they're put like this they're mm. hand picked and then they put in this huge glue this thing that heats up so much that the natural sap inside the wood melts oh wow so once that it cools down it actually has this new shape naturally it's not wow. like it wants to return now it has that curve like a like a like a slim boat and that curve is not just for to make it look slimmer it's because it reduces resonance inside the cabinet without putting too much dampening because if I you want to hear... talk about this real quick afterwards the lobster mm -hmm. chair yeah what is that's yeah. the one I'm sitting in. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just had to. Somebody lot, brought it up in the chat. So a lot of people noticed it. Yeah. Please continue I, I, on. You're talking about the cabinet and how it's curved to the back. Well, um, what was I saying? Um, got distracted by the chair. So yeah, it's so like basically it, it takes that shape and it doesn't have to go back to its original shape because it's already taken the shape of this new situation yeah i'm sure that some of the some of the people listening out there has sometimes been into a room or a dealer or someone's home that's over dampened mm -hmm. like there's kinda, too much dampening. Dead. yeah it sounds that de dead it, mm -hmm. it kills all the dynamics sure right the same thing happens inside a speaker if you hear a speaker that doesn't have real dynamics it's usually because there's too much dampening inside mm -hmm. the cabinet you want to have as little dampening as possible, but just at a very strategic places. So I know, for example, it took the designer, um, I think, two months just with the dampening. We're talking about taking a piece of dampening material like this and mm -hmm. moving it one inch up or at half an inch down, you know, and then putting it back together to see what it listens to and what it sounded like. And basically... When you have this shape of the cabinet, you it, that's a natural way of killing distortions because it's not a square room. It's not a mm -hmm. rectangular room. Mm -hmm. So they all kind of die out with the correct dampening placed inside. So everything that is there um, vision is not just for vision. It's all for sound. Like, for example, if you take the, the, um, the cover, the grill, normally if you put a fabric grill on, you know, on a high-end speaker, you're you're going to take a little bit of the sound off. There's no way. This grill actually protects more or less the same as a fabric grill, but it doesn't affect the sound at all. And if you don't like it, you just pull it off. But like they really thought well, you can try it with my kids if you want. See if their fingers will <laughs> get to that tweeter. That's right. Yeah, but if they want to get to that tweeter, they'll get get to it through a fabric grill too. That is true. Well, I noticed that the tweeter is also pointy, so they probably don't want to point. Poke that in for too long. Not yeah, but not on the zodiacs. It's not pointy. It's no, no. Weird. On the other ones, I saw they had yeah. like a point. Yeah. Too. Oh, you put so let, can you can we talk about this? Can we talk about this lobster chair? What is the what's with the lobster chair? Why is it? What is this? It looks so cool. And why is yeah. it under the uh, under the gamut? Because it's, it's uh, so the lobster chair is a Danish design chair. It's, it's like a I famous see. Danish design chair. You know, Danish design furniture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is all curved walnut uh, wood, same principle I just talked about with mm -hmm. the highest quality leather. But the designer from wow. Gamut got one of these chairs home, and it's all leather. 
And he sat down and listened to it, and he's like, oh, this sounds horrible. And the reason for that is not anything weird. Everybody can try this at home. It's not anything mystical. Mm. If you have a chair that has a neck rest and you sit down and listen to music, it will screw up your soundstage mm. because you get a reflection right from right behind your ear. And if you have a chair that doesn't have a, a, a neck rest and you put it right against the wall, same thing. Now the wall is giving you a reflection right behind your ear. So he changed this chair by spending like very long time on creating this area here you see behind me, which is fabric. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to make it a certain porose con consistency so that there's no reflection. So now that you sit and listen, there's no reflections at all from, from here at all. And the cool thing is if you put it against the wall, the back is wood. So it actually prevents any reflections coming from the wall Mommy. behind you as well. Mommy. So now for the first time, you can sit down and listen without getting early reflections. Huh. And it sounds great. That's why it's called the first, the world's first audio file chair. Wow, that's so cool! And it's, I thought you just had them on there because they look cool, but you're telling me that he actually changed no, no. these. Yeah, it's a, it's this made specifically for audio. We we and it's really comfortable. We sent it to four reviewers. After huh? three days, they called us up and said, "Okay." I'm buying it. How much? Nice. <laughs> Do you bring these to the shows too? Because that would be cool if somebody we instead them, of sitting in those like them, cheap uh, chairs that they set up. Yeah, I think at one show we even had four of them. Wow. You had four um, of them. Yeah, I mean, it's when once people sit in the center, they get the the chair because it's so damn comfortable. There's a matching uh, footstool. And once you sit down and you're in this in the sweet spot, it was like it was very hard to get people out of that right. seat. They're not so, leaving. They're not leaving. I mean, I've always had my eyes on that that Eames chair, but uh, if this is made for this, well, the problem with an Eames chair and every other chair is that they have a neck rest, and, and it's not science. Like, sit mm -hmm. down, and you know, you sit. You can if you remove if you put like a pillow, a soft pillow right behind that Eames chair, it already gets a lot better just from doing that. But you basically. Yeah. If you bought a pair of hundred thousand dollar speakers and you sit in the Eames chair, you're, you know, you're only getting half or two thirds of the value because you kind of screw up the soundstage. That's crazy. Lobster chair. That's that's pretty pretty interesting. I, I like that. Where are you at now, Chana? Now I'm in the studio. In your studio. Yeah, but the internet is off the car, so the car's still on in the parking lot. <laughs> Golly. The things that Chana does to make the, the podcast, that's he awesome. Made, that's yeah. commitment, it, brother. Man. That's commitment. Hey. Do you have any you have any questions, Michael? I know I've been taking up a lot of the time like I did last time. I'm just so interested in, you know, Larson's and all the stuff. I'm just so – I apologize. I, I, no, I, that's I, pretty well. I've – I've been. I feel I've been talking a lot. But is there any uh, is there any questions that someone asked out there that we didn't get to, or, or have you been keeping an eye on that? Want to bring some up, Michael? Well, uh, I don't sir. know. I haven't looked. I, I mean, I've I've only like glanced once in a while. Youth man, sorry. Was there? <laughs> you yeah. That we missed. So would that so, would that would the lobster chair work with a like a surround sound setup? Well, usually what the reason why you want surround sound is because you want to hear sound from behind you. 
So it will still mm-hmm. work. It's, still, it's not like you can't hear stuff. Mm-hmm. What it does is because of this fabric, you don't get a reflection right behind your ears. And if you have it against the wall, you don't get it from right behind the wall, which right. is what you don't want. So it doesn't, it doesn't block in a volume really sound from reaching you. It just blocks really reflection from right behind your ears, which is what you don't want. It's basically like if you talk, if you hear yourself talking, Mm -hmm. if you put your hands behind your ears and you flap your 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 earlobes out, that's actually what your voice really sounds like to other people. Interesting. And it does if you're sitting in a chair that has reflections or you're sitting right against the wall, you get the same effect. But it's it's like you know the speaker the speaker is making sound that's hitting you right. What happens? It's also hitting right behind your ear, and then it comes back to your ears. So you get like a slight, very fast echo right after. Delay, yeah. And that will sound like distortion, and it screws yeah. up the sound stage. It's Makes not hilarious. Thing. Yeah. It, it's it's simple sound wave movement. Thank you, Optimus, for the for the super chats and everybody else who's. Supporting with the super chats, he says lobster chair giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> there, there. We actually um, the so the there's there's literally no profits on these chairs because it's Danish design chair. And Danish mm-hmm. design is is not like they're they're very the materials everything is very expensive and yeah. designed. So we mostly have them. Um, for people to talk about uh, gamut products, but all you know, they're great for dealers to have, and they're great for people to have. Like if you have money and you have a great mm-hmm. system, it's it's you know, if you want the best sound and you want to be very comfortable, then it's a great chair to get. So, what are the lobsters run? They're five thousand eight hundred. Okay. All right. I mean, those Ames chairs are also expensive too. Yeah, same as any other luxury design chair. It's just good for for sound as well. I'm gonna get one one day. I'm I'm gonna splurge on an expensive chair one day. It's because they I'll, look so cool. I'll bring it to you for free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it look cool. Delivery. I mean, you got to treat yourself once sometimes, right, Chana? You got to treat hey, yourself. Hey, you know what I say? Hey, man. treat yourself. <laughs> you deserve it. That's right. You deserve some nice things once in a while. About this with the well-being, um, we had a customer in New York that wants to buy the top DAC we have from Edian Audio. He told me he works for the city and he has 80 employees, and because of the virus, his job is so stressful, like 12 yeah. hours a day. And he told me if he didn't have his system like mm-hmm. set up perfectly, and he could come home and listen to that, and he would just have shot himself like a month ago. He was, he needed that like. Escape something good to happen to know something good is going to happen at the end of, of, of his day, you know, instead of just stress, stress, stress. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. and Byron's here saying six thousand dollar chair. Yep, <laughs> yep, it's crazy. I know, but like we were saying, you know, you can't, I guess, it depends. Some people can afford it, some people can't. I right it's, now, I can't, it's not, but cheap, uh, but it, it, it's the same as any other designer chair. And it costs exactly, you can get this gamut chair without the special gamut fabric. It's just called mm-hmm. an option chair. It costs the same ah. price. We didn't upcharge. Mm. We just changed the fabric and charged the same price. So yeah, um, it, it's just a designer, you know, chair. And and 
that they have a certain price. It's like mm-hmm. buying a, a designer handbag for twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, China has those for him. Yeah, yeah. No, what are you talking about? Man? You it's, handbag and you buy me the lofty chair. It's 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 Moog one synthesizer, bro. That's, that's where it's at, dude. Eight thousand dollars. If I had like that kind of money, yeah, that's, that's where that's, it's that's, happening. That's that's where we go. Yeah, new keyboard. Everybody nice. has their own thing that they want to spend on, right? That's so, right. Michael, but you have like a ten thousand dollar projector, right? I do. So it's ten ten. You know, well, some people would be like ten. Not you know. ten thousand new though. Okay, it's expensive like though. Sixty five hundred. You know, you can get a projector for like seven hundred. So a lot of people are like true. Eh, a pretty decent projector for seven hundred. Why'd you spend true. ten times as much? Because you wanted what that would give you. So and and that's youth man. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, so I mean, if, it, I, if youth man can do that, then, spend, you know, I spend a lot of time listening to music, and yeah. well, I want to not have the reflection, but I do want to have a neck rest. I find it. I find it to be annoying to listen and I can't like rest my neck without screwing up the sound stage. So um, it's, it's an important thing. If you spend a lot, it's like, if you were a reviewer, if you, if you listen to music four hours a day, probably be good to be comfortable while you're listening. So. Yeah, babe, I need this $6,000 chair guys. Reviewing too much <laughs> speakers. You just need to have For it. your well-being, Chana. You deserve it. Business expense. Treat yourself, man. <laughs> I oh, love I it. it. Yeah. On, so, uh, so about these DACs, right? So, uh, these DACs. I all right. So personally, I have never heard a difference when I'm comparing DACs. I know Chana, you're into that ESS saver that you're always about, right? You saying that you can, you know, notice something. I I, like I personally have not. So, you know, I hear a lot of other reviewers saying, like, you know, they rave about one DAC or another. And I personally have not heard it. So that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It just means that I haven't heard it. Right. So what what do some of these DACs do different from a technical standpoint that could possibly make them sound different? And I'm assuming because you distribute these, you can hear a difference. Right. Yeah. So as as I said earlier, we. We basically spent seven years looking for a good sounding, like when I mean good sounding, I mean phenomenal sounding DAC um, that has no or no basically no drawbacks. And I think the biggest difference between digital music and analog is that you, at the end of the day, you have to make the digital signal back to an analog signal. You have to make it sound organic, mm-hmm. musical, analog, normal again. And everybody's talking about the high-res format, but that's not that important, actually. You can, I've, heard, I've heard the highest resolution ever on a DAC, and I'm just like, I have a Red Bull player that's 10 times better than this um, CD player, and it's old. It's, it's all, to me, most of the good sound, you've got to get rid of noise. Mm. That's the biggest. If you have a cheap DAC, they will have a switch power supply. If you don't have a linear power supply, that means you don't have clean power that will introduce a lot more noise. And the better your system is, the more it is sensitive to noise. So a really good power supply means a good transformer means a very good pot that costs money. And it's not small, like you can't make a switch power supply that good. The second thing is the analog section. 
the analog section is eventually what's going to make the signal back into sound to music. Mm-hmm. And that has to be really good. And a lot of people, I think a lot of manufacturers are trying to keep up with the hype of what is the best MQA. Is it DSD? Is it this format and that format? Is it 192? And <clears throat> most of the common music that most people listen to is not available in the highest format. Like, for example, I have Iggy Pop. You know, it's a great album. It's not high res or anything. It's just, but it sounds great music. And it doesn't have to be high res. The the power supply in the analog section makes a much bigger difference in the sound quality than does the resolution. And it costs money to make that sound good and make it sound quiet. And I think they they're, they're not trying to think about what is the latest fad. They're like, how can we get the best sound? to our customers for little money as possible. For example, they have a little reclocker that's only $450. So if you have a DAC, any DAC at any price, you put a reclocker on it, it will improve it. Not just their reclockers or our, re- our DACs, but any DAC, because a certain things when you transfer the signal via cable, it has jitter, it has distortion, it has noise, blah, blah, blah. You fix all that. So it's a way of, I don't have to buy a brand new DAC to make it sound better. I can just buy a small reclocker, for example. Now, would you say that that most people could hear a difference? Like, would you think that I could hear a difference? I mean, I'm I, like I'm saying, I've never heard a difference. Would it be something? Because I would like to hear a difference, right? Of course. You can come here and you can bring your DAC. And if you don't think ours is better, mm-hmm. I'll give you a free reclocker. Look at that. Oh, look at that. Making deals. Making deals. No, because yeah. I think it's not about um, – I think that one of the things, the other things besides the analog, I think most DACs, if you listen to a really good turntable setup or playback from reel to reel, the amount of dynamics is enormous. Most DACs, they don't have the dynamics. And I think dynamics is what makes it sound live, makes it sound like music. Without that, you're you're kind of missing an aspect of what it sounds, what makes it sound natural. And I think that's very hard for DAX to do, especially if you're focusing constantly on the format, you know. Yeah. But the good thing about that is also because they're not focusing on the format, it's not something that's going to be outdated because they can. It's it's a modular. Um, a design so if they have a hardware upgrade they can easily just swap one part or put another one in it's not yes. a soft, it's not in the software section where it gets better what what's so would there be a spec that you would look at and say like oh the you know the dynamics don't look based on this spec well, any, go, any go spec? under the under the absolute DAC mm-hmm. has i think it has a dynamic range of 150 db that's the mm-hmm. high in the that's world here any any source that's pretty high i don't i don't know if it's listed if you go down on the specifications <clears throat> um signal to right noise ratio, isn't that 147 db yeah so if you're we we once heard we heard a dac and then we swapped swapped this one in I, I was at a dealer's place and he was like whoa what happened <laughs> It was the same volume. It was just like, okay. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, you could definitely hear a difference. 
Yeah, man. Oh, so how? So I I want to ask you, how is uh, you know, how do you see the industry right now? Because you're, I'm assuming yours is more like high end. Although the Larsons are not necessarily um in the price category. No, we right? start. So you're kind of all over. You're you're you start affordable and with stuff that reclocker is 450 but almost everything else starts at 2000 and up yeah mm-hmm. so how was how was high-end hi-fi in your eyes how was it doing and you know well I, th- I think we talked a little bit about price earlier i think that if you want really good it's never going to be the cheapest it right. would be nice if it was but it's not like the cheapest speaker in the world like if you go to Best Buy and buy something for ninety nine dollars, is it going to be the best? No, it's not. No. I mean, we have eight hundred two D. It can be good for the money, but it's not going to be the best. Right. And at the same time, the good thing is that you never have to go to the most expensive thing. Like I haven't found any category yet where the most expensive thing is the best sounding ever. Right. So. I think what it comes down to is is you know like in like in all business there are some there are some brands that have overinflated prices because they have the the brand value it's like they can do it pretty yeah. much you know I'm sure that there is a company out there that could make a a, a new car for less than you know some well-known brand could that is equal quality but they don't have the brand value so they can't charge the same money and so some of the big brands, I think that they do charge too much money for their products, and that's unfortunate for the customer. But if they want a brand value that they know, that they can buy that. But at the same time, uh, if they, if they, what I think people should do is they should trust their own ears. If they go out and hear something that might not be the best well-known brand in the world, but they think, and this is not saying I'm just taking it because it's a very well-known brand, Mm-hmm. Macintosh amplifiers. Let's say there's someone out there who hears an amp that they think is better than Macintosh. Well, that doesn't mean that they're wrong just because they don't is not as well known as Macintosh. It just means that it's uh it's a less known brand. Mm. I like how Chana, when you when you take off it's my picture because you're using the same uh, account. You notice that? That's hilarious. Yeah, he's caught that. I caught that. <laughs> he's everywhere, this Joe guy. Yeah, man. No, uh, I, 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 I get that. Plug in my my computer. It's running out of power. One second. All good. So, what was I gonna say? Oh, you know um, that ESS Saber DAC also has 140 dB of dynamic range, which is also why I like it. Oh, okay. So compared yeah. to some of the other ones, like if I were to look up, uh, what is another one? Well, AKM. that's AKM. Why- yeah, that's or, why uh, uh, that's why Oppo put it in their 205, mm. right? And then if you compare the other 4K Blu-ray players that are supposed to be audiophile level and have the balanced outputs, they have ones that reach 130 and 135, but okay. like the Pioneer one and the Panasonic one. But they so don't. So what is the typical to... like AKM or uh, or what is the other one? Burr Brown? Are Burr those like Brown. in the 130s? There's a, there's a bunch, man. Yeah, they're in the 130. Some, yeah, 130, 135, 138. Um, I rarely see something get up to 140 dynamic hmm. range. Yeah. So this is actually 147. Yeah, it's 147. It's all yeah. up there. That's a that's a high. That's the first one I've ever heard of that goes uh, above 140. So that's pretty huh. cool. 
Yeah. Well, maybe. Uh, so can you tell the difference when it has more dynamic range? I can't and... tell the difference. I, I just want to be like, oh, on paper. It's bragging rights. This, is, this, <laughs> this has the best dynamic range. Let's, let's use that. Let's use that. Um, yeah, and there, there are people that say some are more musical and some are more clinical. So mm-hmm. musical means it adds something to the music, right? Whereas clinical means it's like straight up, this is the music here on the outside. That's the same exact music. So it all depends on what you like to hear. Isn't is it, is it ESSC chip using budget decks? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they do have like some cheaper decks that you can find the ESS Saber stuff in there. Um, the one that I'm referring to is the 9038, which is an eight channel DAC. Um, so they have, they have, they have two channel DACs that are stereo DACs too. So mm-hmm. there's, they have a full range of them. Yeah. yeah. A lot of got stuff, some, man. So you got the IEMs on and we're going to have to go soon. Cause we're, we're over time, but um, you know, I see you have your nice IEMs on. I got my IEMs too. You know, these are these are like five hundred bucks. They sound pretty good. They sound awesome. But like we were saying earlier, you can't share the experience with somebody else, right? So they sound good to me and only me, which is good sometimes. But uh, if you want others to enjoy with you, you're gonna have to have some speakers. Yeah, it's kind of uh, different sitting four people next to each other with headphones. It's not quite the same. <laughs> no, nah. I don't know. Though. It might be. We got to try that out one time. Let's all yeah. listen to music on the same music with headphones. I I have a bad tendency of of talking a little too much while I'm listening. If there's other people, hmm. did you hear that? Did you hear what that guitar player did? I, you know, I was doing the demo at the show, and that's kind of what happened. I'm like, yeah, just kind of li- listen to this, this, and there's one guy looks at me. He's like, I'm trying to listen. I was like, oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I'm yeah. trying. Oh, man. Well, hey, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm, you know, I could talk to you all day. I'm very excited to check out those Larson 4s. I'm glad that you're nearby. You're here in the L.A. area. So yeah, I'll bring if you're in the L.A. area. At the end of the week or next week or something like that. We're oh, getting... nice. Look at that. Look you at that. And then when I get a new house, I'm gonna have to get me a, a lobster chair. Lobster chair. They go in it. Lobster Couple of them. chair. No, just one. Just for just me. Just one. You don't need me, nobody else wife. needs to and, sit. And, and wifey. They're heavy. You don't want to move them around. They're pretty heavy. Oh. Like the base is a solid brush steel. So it, mm-hmm. it's like you basically That's put it in one place and you leave it. Very cool. Well, hey, we're we're uh, starting to run out of time here. And I need to get something to eat too. Yeah. Shauna, you want to take us out? Michael, thank you for being on. And, uh, you know, we'll talk again. I'll talk to you on the phone. We're always talking. So I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It's been fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, being here and talking with us. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, that has been the Daily Hi Fi podcast for Monday. What are we in? Are we in July still? July 27th. Oh, yeah. uh, again, we do this every Monday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm here with Joe and Youth Man all the time. Big shout out and a thank you to Michael for coming and hanging out with us today. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Yeah. Enjoy the music.